Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Ezra Brooks. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? Doing actually really good. Uh, kind of excited that the weather's a little bit better here in Cincinnati. Uh, that baseball season's finally officially back. Yep, spring has sprung-ish. Yeah. Somewhat warmer. <laughs> yeah, I got to see our... Uh, Opening day Reds parade, knowing full well we probably will suck again this year, but oh, yeah, at least got to see the parade. Reds are going to be horrible. But anyway, what's not horrible is Ezra Brooks and uh, this whiskey in uh, specifically, which is why we're bringing back the Ezra Brooks series here, because we got in our hands on a new bottle, and uh, we're going to elaborate a little bit on Ezra Brooks and then go over this whiskey specifically. So Andy, why don't you tell the folks out there everything they need to know about Ezra Brooks? Of course, like you kind of said uh, in the intro, John, we've already covered Ezra Books as a uh, as a brand or distillery uh, way back, like almost a hundred episodes ago, back in a episode forty four for us, Luxury Redefined. Um, but just for kind of a brief recap of them, they were uh, initially founded in nineteen fifty seven as a brand um, under the Hoffman Distilling Company umbrella of brands. Uh, unfortunately, kind of had a short run there um, to begin with. Uh, they only lasted, Hoff- at least as far as Ezra Brooks is concerned, starting out initially. Uh, Hoffman Distilling only lasted like two more decades into like the mid-70s um, before going under. Um, and at that point, Ezra Brooks as a brand kind of like dormant for another three, four decades uh, until 2018 when... Um, when Lux Row Distillers brought them back, bought out the, you know, anything they had to do to buy out the rights and bring the brand back um, onto the market from it being defunct. Um, and of a sudden, you know, they brought it back at their uh, headquarters there in 2018 in Bardstown, Kentucky, uh, to do that. And production, of course, took a little while to ramp up, but... Uh, initially they were using MGP's source, as far as I can see at least, were using MGP's sourced uh, 95.5 rye mash bill for their rye, and then having Hill sourced um, bourbon. I can't see exactly which mash bill uh, of Heaven Hill's, if there are multiple bourbon mash bills there that Heaven Hill uses. Um, I don't know exactly which mash bill, but Heaven Hill sourced bourbon juice. Um to begin the putting product out onto the market for Ezra Brooks uh, while they were, you know, sitting there and aging and distilling their own juice for it. Uh, eventually, of course, they uh, were able to get it onto the market, but Lux Throw, I want to say end of 2021 or early 2022, the deal was actually finalized that uh, MGP would buy them out. Um, but it would still be, of course, uh, distilled and sold under the under well uh Ezra Brooks's name but also the Lux Row like brands um umbrella or whatever for him and it that's still how production is being um run today you know MGP owns them but then Lux Row does all the work and everything so it's still under that corporate umbrella uh and of course this all goes under their uh multitude of different 
um, products that they have for the bourbon and rye. They have their regular uh, Ezra Brooks bourbon, their blended straight rye, uh, their 99 proof, which is, I think, the one that we did in our initial episode was trying the either the 99 proofer or their regular bourbon. They also have their uh, seven-year-old barrel strength, uh, barrel picks, and then their bourbon cream that they put out onto the market. Uh, at least here for us in Cincinnati, I know the ones that are easiest to find are the, I think the 99 proofer and then the seven-year-old barrel strength are the ones yeah. that we can easy, easily find here in Cincinnati. Yeah, I want to say we did the old Ezra 7 and the Ezra Brooks 99 on the on the original podcast. That but, might have been what we I'd did, have to yeah. Go, uh, I have to go back and listen for sure. Um, yeah. But I know I've got the old Ezra 7 and I've had the 99, so I just yeah. assume we, that's what we did. But then uh, let's... Why don't you talk about a little bit more about the one that you have here today, John? Because this one is a special edition one that we were able to get our hands on, I think, through yep. the state of Ohio, right? Yep. So, yeah, we're really excited about this one. This is the Ezra Brooks. Uh, it's handpicked from Extraordinary uh, Barrels. It's actually their distiller's collection. Um, and this is not just the distiller's collection, but this is the Ohio, the you know, the OHLQ uh, exclusive pick um, from the uh, Ezra Brooks distiller's collection. It's a Kloxin at 53.5% or 107 proof. It was, um, you know, I, I, I don't even remember now. I want to say it was about 50 bucks. Okay. Uh, nah, that's, it was cheaper than that. It was like 40, I think. Um, so it wasn't too crazy pricey. Um, wasn't I wouldn't call it cheap either. It was really kind of in that you know, middle of the road. Exactly. What you expect for pricing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those, I mean, that's pretty much all the details. So uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, give it a taste? Yeah. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Ooh, this one's a lot richer than what I remember their standard stuff with. Yes, um, I, I agree. Very velvety. You're getting that that charcoal mellowness that they that Ezra Brooks is really well known for. I think. Yeah, yeah, they uh, definitely a lot of that. A lot more mellow, a lot richer. I kind of get like a, a maple syrup or like. Some note like that, a lot richer yeah. on the nose. Yeah, for sure. All right, you ready hey. to give it a taste? Yeah, let's do a taste. Awesome, cheers. Not super complex. No, I mean, um, I, I still kind of get those like oak and maple syrup notes on the front of the palate. And some like those standard vanilla or caramel notes on the front of the palate for me, but agreed. Kind of after that, at least for me, it like quickly kind of dies off. Still some lingering there now, you know, a few like thirty seconds on or so, but it still right. is very quickly dies off despite those notes for me. I agree. Drinks pretty hot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a one hundred seven proof. Let's say it's more drinks more like a one ten, one twelve. Very rich, like you were yeah. getting in the nose. And I'm I'm getting the the caramel and the oak that you picked up in the palate as well. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, share every episode of Distilled Discussions. We really do appreciate your guys' support. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.